Okay, let's see. Okay. I'm going. I got levels. Yeah, it looks like I got levels too. I'm hoping. I'm hoping this sounds good. We'll see. We'll see how it sounds. Yeah. Um. All right. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be okay. Ladies, gentlemen, and gender-neutral fans all across the globe, welcome to the fourth Adam Sandler podcast. All right, here we are again. Once yeah. again, we're back. That uh, intro felt a little, uh, it was oh. almost, I felt rusty. I was like, how, how yeah. long has it been? Man. Uh, about usual. Feeling. A little, like a, maybe a week. Yeah. Like two weeks, yeah, a week or so. Yeah, it's been seven, seven longer. or eight days. Yeah. Longer than the normal break of four weeks. Yeah. <laughs> when we record them. Um, we are around. I mean, we should kind of celebrate. Just cats out of the bag. It is the end of the year, but this has been our our um, busiest year for the podcast yet. I think so. You know, we got our our Spotify deal. Um, oh yes, that's we, right. We got uh, quite a few um, guest hosts lined up. Um, yeah. Because you'll be doing that post COVID cruise. Yeah. Where you're and by be guest doing... host, you mean that. They'll be hosting it, and we won't be on it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Right. That's exactly right. <laughs> that sounds so, what, that sounds heavenly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, if only I could have someone guest host my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, didn't we learn a lesson about that? Wasn't that in the Adam Sandler movie oh, Host that came God. out in two thousand seven? Yeah. yeah, that was a great. <laughs> Where he's just film. like, I wish someone could host my life for me, and then they. Uh, <laughs> Then uh, Steve Buscemi just uh, does his life for him. And then he's like, I'm tired. I want my life back. And Steve Buscemi's like, no way. That is essentially what Click is. It's just that the remote control is like, no way. You made a deal. Sorry. Yeah. Steve Buscemi actually was playing the remote control in that movie. Yeah. And he he does a great uh, job. sound. Yeah. Not not the like beep that that. a remote control, like a beep when you press a button. He did like uh-huh. the sounds of him holding and pressing the remote. So like the, you yeah, know, like this kind of sound. That kind of stuff. I don't know if that came yeah, over, but yeah. very all, nuanced. All the, performance what would you call it? Folio work. He did all the folio for the remote. I think it's is it Foley or Folio? I don't know. I said it the oh, other I day. I hope it's Foley. Damn it. Anyway. Foley. Um, so I, I think this today we're going to be talking about. Why click. are you listening to this? <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> uh, I think we're talking about Click Two today, right? The sequel to Click. Click Two. Oh my God. Click Two: The Cobbler. <laughs> yeah, we are talking about the movie The Cobbler today. That's right. Uh, this is a movie. Okay. What do we want to say? <laughs> Leave it at that. Anyway, this is a it. movie. When did this come out? I don't have the Wikipedia up, so 2014. I don't know. 2015. Yeah, 14. And yeah, there's a lot to say about this movie, so let's just get right into it. The Cobbler, uh, a movie starring uh, Adam Sandler. Uh, this time he is the uh, main character of the movie. Yes, he is. And are you going to introduce it, or you were going really hard there? So I thought I'll I'll step back, let him <laughs> I was, I, take care of this. I was trying to I was trying to set you up. Oh hell yeah! Um, so yeah, this is a uh, it's a Tom McCarthy film, American yeah. film director Tom Thomas Joseph uh, McCarthy. You may know him from such films as Good Night and Good Luck, 
Meet the Parents. Um, he probably did other movies like Meet the Fockers, I'm guessing. Definitely would make was that, sense here. Was, was Good Night and Good Luck, was that a joke? Because you said Joseph McCarthy. Or was he in that? Oh, no. His name is Thomas Joseph McCarthy, and he uh, directed Good Night and Good Luck. Uh, or maybe he was just an actor. I'm I think not he was sure. just an actor. He did the big movie that he directed was Spotlight. Chris, I think, I think Tom McCarthy is covert watch. I think Tom McCarthy is Alan Covert. I'm looking at a picture of the guy <laughs> right look now, and it's eerie. I mean, it's uncanny. Wow. I'm just going to hang on one second. Oh, thank God we have plenty of time. Um, can I screen share on this? Probably not. This is a very primitive version of Google Meet we're still using. It keeps asking me if I want... Oh, wait, I can. It keeps asking me if I want to uh, do Google Meet with you instead. Okay, here we go. Got Alan oh, Covert here. Alan Covert? Okay, yeah. That is and definitely Alan wait, Covert. Wait, close Seen your eyes. Close your eyes for a second. Times. Close okay. your eyes for a second. Okay. Hang on one second here. Um, I feel less convinced, uh -huh. but go ahead and open your eyes. Now. <laughs> Man. Shoot. <laughs> Okay, those, they could be brothers. Are, yeah. Now that first that they could, Wikipedia picture they could is really be brothers. what gets you. I'm they gonna, could be brothers. Yeah, I'm gonna call it a valid covert watch. That's that's um, wild. <laughs> um, this has been a successful could, covert watch. Maybe Thank cousins. You uh, <laughs> maybe cousins. Step brothers. They're definitely step brothers. Um, okay. Uh -huh. So back to the story. Oh, yeah. No. The, oh, I like that. That was the Wikipedia. No. Okay. Tell me the yeah. tell me the plot of the movie. Okay, back to the plot of the cobbler. Um, so just to give you a little backstory, the the movie opens with a prologue set in the past, much like a lot of Adam Sandler films do. Uh, but instead of being set in like the late seventies, early eighties, this one's set in nineteen oh three, and a bunch of um, I don't I don't know what the term is for people who are like cobblers or tailors or barbers or all of the different like craftsmen i guess you, you might call them mm -hmm. tradesmen um tradesmen. Uh, have gathered together to kind of complain about somebody who is who appears to be on the verge of buying them out or like buying properties from them and uh prop their properties out from under them and they're worried about their business um, and so they've come to the cobbler to ask him to do them a favor by uh, repairing the shoes of this guy. Um, but he's going to do that on this magical um, cobbler wheel um, that's going to, that was like given to his grandfather by an angel. And it, we don't really know what it's going to do, right? We don't really know. But then we go into present day. Adam Sandler is a descendant of this cobbler, still running the same shop. Um, living with his mom, his dad ran off on them, you know, a decade or so ago, uh, but he runs the cobbler store. His life is, you know, work, go home, take care of mom, sleep, go back to work day in, day out. He doesn't really have, um, a whole lot of long-term goals or anything like that. Um, until or passion or passion. He doesn't have a lot of passion until one day, uh, he, 
discovers because he has a he has this really mean guy named uh, Cliff, uh it's the actor Cliff Smith um, and he's playing a guy oh what's the name I just had it it starts with an L Lock Le- Lockrin Le- Lockro who are you talking about are you talking about Leon um, are you talking about Method Man <laughs> yeah yeah is it Leon that he in in the I think cobbler he plays- I think is that the Leon. name? Okay. I think that's the name. You said the okay. actor Cliff Smith. <laughs> yes. Well, that's what it said. Method Man. I saw that it was Method Man in quotes, but I was like, I don't know. If it goes by that name. <laughs> a, or... a character playing a character playing a character. <laughs> what is happening? Impossible. What? I can't. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Leon. You could, Ludlow. You just said Cliff. Cliff Method Man. Cliff Smith. Cliff the Method Man Smith. Um, yeah, there you go. But yeah, Method Man is in it. I was very excited when I saw that he was in it, but he just plays a real jerk. Uh, yeah. So that was kind of disappointing. <laughs> Usually he's just funny. Um, and I thought it, I, would, I was just excited. But um, so he has to fix this guy's shoes up really quick He's uh, because he's threatening him. Um, so he tries to do that and then finds that uh his his wheel breaks and so he has to go looking for another wheel to fix these shoes and goes down in the basement because his dad never threw anything away and finds uh an old wheel oh this could work um and what he ends up finding out is that when he puts on the guy's shoes which he, he always does yeah just to, just to make sure yeah just to be like well let's make sure these this He's like, well, as usual, gonna close up shop here. Gonna close up shop here. Take off all my clothes and slide into this guy's shoes and just walk around a little bit. (laughs) And he's like, "Wait, I I actually turned into this guy. I look just like him." Um, And so, as you can imagine, chaos ensues because um, you know he can look like anybody he wants, um, and ultimately, uh, he He actually he he inhibits. His body changes so that he actually becomes these people. He doesn't just put the shoes on and go, man, I look just like him. <laughs> I look just like Method Man. I'm going to go try to audition for Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> uh, um, like, man. No, they thought he was Method Man. They just wouldn't let him back in Wu-Tang Clan. It was weird. Yeah. Um, That'd be good. So, it should have been. He should have. That yeah. He should. Method Man should have just been playing Method Man, and he should have impersonated him. And then he could have been like, "Oh shit, I'm at the big Wu Tang concert. I don't actually know how to rap." And then he could have just been like, "My name is Method Man. Cliff. I'm here to say like, and then everyone, my name is Cliff. I'm here to say. I hope you all have a very nice day." And everyone could have been like, what? <laughs> oh my god, he just flipped the script on hip-hop. This is awesome! <laughs> Rave your views from Pitchfork. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so... Um, I, I, You know, I, the movie's like... I feel like that's kind of the, the basic premise. Is he, he realizes these that he, these shoes allow him to impersonate different people yeah and so he has several different things he pursues one is just like kind of freewheeling it wandering around Mm -hmm. being other people dining and dashing 
um, yeah. not being particularly nice. Uh, another <laughs> is he uh, decides to impersonate his his dad, who he has shoes from, and his mother, whom he takes care of, is somewhat <laughs> demented. And he goes and um, has and like shows up and is like, let's have dinner, you know, and just like spend a, a night together after a long time. Although I don't think anything like weird edible happens in it, but um, uh, it just cuts, you know, it cuts to black and to the Phil Collins that Phil Collins song uh, in the air tonight right when they start kissing. So I assume nothing weird happened. Um, And then uh, he also tracks down the mean method man guy, Leon Ludlow. Um, So those are the big things. He tries to rob him. Yeah. Oh, it is this movie. So his three things, the three, his three it, he follows the natural progression that you would when you discover you have a magical ability to become other people, which is commit very minor petty crimes, date your mom, and then try to rob somebody. So he basically he tries to. Oh yeah, I, he I starts said following. He he does kill some Leon. people in this movie, like multiple people. Um, and yes, then, he yeah he he kills. I only caught one. Does he kill multiple people? I caught two. We'll get to that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just what happens? Um, it's not you know sometimes you get the shoes and they just go to your head. It was kind of like invis uh, the movie yeah. with. Um, with Kevin Bacon, the in, the Invisible Man, is that yeah. what it's called? Hollow Man. The Hollow Man. Yeah. God, I always call it the Invisible Man, and people get really confused. But yeah, the Hollow Man, where like he turns invisible and he's like, "Oh, what can I do with this?" Yeah. And then it just escalates, right? Yeah. It's like, okay, I now guess this guy. Is, yeah. I mean, I guess it makes sense. I wasn't like I was annoyed a little bit that. Yeah, I was annoyed a little bit. But I think I was annoyed a little bit that his, like, his first instinct... I mean, I guess I don't know what else would... What possible other use could you have for this ability but to do things that you wouldn't want yourself to uh, be, have, be, like, seen caught doing? For. Yeah. Or caught uh, well, for, which immediately thing, goes to... Yeah, go ahead. Um, basically things like he tries to do a dine and dash or he succeeds at doing a dine and dash and then he tries to pick up different women and stuff like that um all pretty sleazy and uh i i guess that is a thing to explore with this uh kind of concept but i felt like was the movie really like at least in i've never seen the hollow man but it strikes me that it'd be interesting to explore like the corruption that this kind of thing could have on you. Yeah. But I don't think that this movie was actually doing that. 
like I don't think it was really I guess it kind of was because he gets in over his head at a certain point and then his life's in danger and he has to I don't know get his way out of it but I, I don't know maybe the character was too much of a blank slate or something yeah I um this uh, in the hollow man that's what it is it's like an exploration of what happens when somebody yeah. you know has this ability to be invisible and they just become completely corrupt um and this goes all the way back to like plato and yeah his like theory of morality that like you know basically if you if there if there is no accountability and you can you know mm-hmm. become invisible and and do whatever you want um people will do awful things so like mm-hmm. morality but i don't feel like yeah but i don't feel like this movie was really even trying to say that it was it wasn't he no. was doing these things and it seemed like it was just kind of quirky <laughs> yeah it really was trying more, to be quirky and it, it like, like oh, stopped funny. itself he's gonna try being... to pre- yeah <laughs> yeah he's gonna pretend he... to be someone else and then uh try to hook up with that person's girlfriend that's cool yeah. What a uh, wacky guy. What a, what a wacky guy. Oh, he dined and dashed. He stole a man's shoes. He yeah. took his car for a joyride. He yeah. almost slept with a woman because she thought he was her boyfriend. Oh. Uh, yeah. What a character. But he yeah. did, you know, at the end, he pays her back by giving her the boots for free. And they didn't sleep together. Because okay. when he realized he would have to take his shoes off to get in the shower with her. Yes. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, wait. Not just like, oh, I can't do that. Step out of the shower, but wait, this is wrong. So that was good. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's that little block. I don't know. <laughs> it was a an interesting uh, movie. It we have a, was an interesting movie. We have we have some cameos in the movie. We might want to bring up because they there's okay, some let's get important to the cameos. Absolutely. Awesome. You got any any that stood out to you as like really you know wow no and i watched this movie a little you you just watched this movie right i did yeah like a few hours ago maybe yep i watched it um i watched it a few weeks ago and i watched it in uh like about 15 minute increments while i ate my lunch on my lunch break and uh so i don't actually remember the cameos okay method man no that was the only one i knew so oh okay okay <laughs> steve buscemi uh yeah was that a cameo because dustin no, no, hoffman just... as well steve buscemi oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and dustin hoffman not a cameo just uh good you know actors and actresses I really just have um, the wikipedia going right now who's um what was lynn cohen who played his mom um and she passed away this year uh, in February of 2020. Um, but she was in Sex in the City, and I remember her from a movie that I'm now going to forget, but it was a good one. Is it, um, is it Lynn Cohen? There's a movie called Lynn Cohen? No, is this the actress? The actress is Lynn yes. Cohen. Lynn Harriet Cohen yeah. in yeah. Sex in the City? And yeah. the Hunger Games. Yeah. And uh, some other ones. No, what I remember her from Quite is Master of None. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I don't remember who she played, but um, you know, she made an impression on me. Okay, yeah. 
Yeah. I think she plays, she might pay, play like his friend's Ohio. grandmother. Okay. Something like that. I watched um, the first, yeah. the first season of that. I heard really good things about the second season. I was about to watch it. And then, uh, Aziz Ansari was, uh, at least temporarily canceled. <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, oh, sure. he was oh, okay. kind of creepy there. <laughs> I, was all, I was all set up to watch it. And then I didn't. Yeah. I never went back to it. <laughs> Which is like really ironic when you, yeah. If he you, was, yeah. yeah. I know a lot of his material was about like dating and I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Just and, and trying, to find trying not to be a jerk. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, they say that you write your, what you aspire to be, maybe not what you are. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. That's why all my, uh, stories are about like really cool skater guys shred man man it's a little one note (laughs) who doesn't who doesn't want to read a 600 page novel about a guy who just skates and shreds on a guitar yeah (laughs) living in his mom's basement yeah hell yeah man i watched um the movie the beach bum which man it stuck with me just because I found it disturbing, which I can't get into <laughs> right now. But I was expecting to be more uh, charmed by it and just be like, yeah, this guy's just uh, he's just hanging out, living life. Been I was there. like, that's the kind of, that's what I, that's what I would want to write. Yeah, that's been there in my dreams. My ideal character. The movie was kind of more uh, unsettling. I, uh, <laughs> it wouldn't but, just give you, you know. I don't know. I don't that's a whole that would be another podcast i don't want to get into my like confusion at the movie the beach bum (laughs) there's plenty of confusion at the cobbler yeah the the cobbler is Um, confusing enough yeah uh i don't really i mean there weren't a whole lot of characters in this movie no not really um so i'll say just some of the major characters if we want to just kind of think through some of those um just double checking that i'm recording still um so melanie diaz uh plays um a community organizer who's working to stop um the destruction of this building um developers want to destroy it but there's a there's an old man mr solomon who lives in the building uh, who refuses to leave um, and so she's trying to stop the the destruction of the building, and she, I think she just kind of meets him and meets uh, Max Simkin, Adam Sandler's character, and is like, "Hey, do you want to mm-hmm. like, sign this petition and join our rally and stuff like that?" And he's not—he signs a petition. She convinces him that like this is a a, a place worth worth keeping this area, because um, at first he's like, "Wait, are they going to buy me out too? That'd be great." Um, but right. she convinces him to sign the petition. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's, you know, there's like a, I wouldn't say there's any chemistry between them, but they talk occasionally. I think they go on a date at the end, maybe. Yeah, they, they like Spoilers are set up for, for a date, yeah. Uh, but for most of it, no, no sign that it means anything. Um, yeah. And any other, like, she's like it. Characters? It's like, it's like him, I mean... There are some that come up later, but it's like the cobbler, his mom, uh, Steve Buscemi, who's you know playing. Yeah. 
what's his name? Jimmy. Um, Melanie Diaz. And yeah. that's a, Method and then Man. Method Man. And like, that's it. And that's and it for like the first half of the movie, a, it kind of feels like. Well, yeah. There's a, eventually he meets the woman who is, I guess she's like a real estate developer. Or yeah. She's the one that wants to get Solomon out of his apartment building and basically gentrify the neighborhood. And she is also paying Leon to do something. Mm. I can't remember what, but she's clearly, so she's like a shady developer, rich yes. person who is both, has one uh, like foot in the world of uh, like above board uh, financial scheme Marie, I guess. Yeah. Like trying to develop neighborhoods and stuff. And also, but also some kind of connection to a more illicit yes. uh, crime. Uh, she She's really involved in both illegal crimes and legal crimes. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. would be one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I feel like it's worth just like running through that act of the movie mm. because it was so bonkers um so you know method man wants his shoes he threatens the cobbler the cobbler decides i'm gonna try to get this guy back so he uh, can, we, can i pause you for just one yes, second though yes. this was another thing that annoyed me a bunch about the movie is because method man wants his shoes because he gave the cobbler his shoes so that the cobbler adam sandler would fix them which he does and then he forgets his ticket. And then Adam Sandler, despite knowing full well that <laughs> his shoes, he's just like, I'm not giving you these expensive shoes back yeah. because yeah. you don't have a ticket, even though clearly these are your shoes. I don't know. That just bugged me. Well, in his, in, in his defense, and I think the universe's defense, um, bad people don't deserve anything. Oh, that's right. Remember? So <laughs> I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, so he doesn't deserve his shoes or his life. Um, which he also doesn't which also Adam Stanley didn't really know that he he's kind of rude to him, but then he follows him. Thank God he finds out to. he's a bad person. Yeah. yeah, and finds out. Otherwise that'd be real like I, I don't know. Just Oh wait, I know he gives that, like half of his paycheck to charity. And I know maybe yeah, realistic I don't know. Yes, he didn't have his ticket. That sucks. People make mistakes. That doesn't mean that you get to keep their shoes. I don't know. Well, the sign did say you must have your ticket. It did say you must have your ticket. As far as he knows, maybe Method Man isn't even Method Man at all. It's a guy in Method Man's shoes impersonating him. Maybe that's why the sign's there. you got to have that ticket. That's a good point. Because that's the only way I can tell it's really you. That is a good point. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so... So let me run through real quick. Yeah, so run he, through he's, it. Method Man is a jerk. Method Man leaves, and the cobbler decides, you know, I'm gonna find, I'm gonna follow this guy, see what's going on. So he impersonates various people throughout the day and just follows Method Man around. Eventually, finds his way to Method Man's apartment, and then sees Method Man leave his apartment. So he goes up, um, opens up the door, puts on Method Man's shoes, opens up the door, or it's already open, and his girlfriend, um, who's played by. I don't know what her name is, but she plays uh, a really awesome character in Orange is the New Black. Um, 
Man, I don't know if it was just like Leon's girlfriend or I don't I don't know if it would be in how the to find that character Wikipedia, but um, but yeah, so he finds her uh, and she's like, "I'm leaving, you, you know, or what? Did you come back to hit me again?" He's like, "No, I'm just looking for my watches because he knows that Method Man has a lot of rich or fancy watches." She's like, "I don't know where they are. I'm leaving. I'm not staying with you anymore." And so she leaves. He looks around, finds the watches, finds the guns. Method Man comes back, sees himself. Holy shit, what's happening? Um, they A fight ensues, and then Adam Sandler's Method Man tases him. I mean, ties him up, extorts him for $50,000, but in the process has to go with Method Man's um, henchmen, um, to this back alley where this they're getting ready to kill this guy who ratted them out at one point he he tells them to leave him alone and then they go to El, uh, elaine Greenwalt green waltz place and she's the developer person and she's like here's fifty thousand dollars i want solomon gone and i want the place burned down and he's like sure thing and so he leaves goes back method man has untied himself a fight ensues again um this time adam sandler is dressed as so that guy is a comedian and i don't know what his name is um the guy who played the cross-dressing man and i don't know if he was even listed as like um i don't know but but he's he's a comedian um and trying to trying to look here I don't know if he's listed or not I don't think he's listed but um, he plays he's he's this uh, cross-dressing man um, who wears high heels Adam Sandler's dressed like that when they're fighting um, and Adam Sandler kicks Method Man in the face as Method Man's like trying to choke him he gets away a little bit and kicks Method Man in the face and um, kills him. Straight up kills the guy. Yeah. He runs, leaving behind all the guns, the $50,000, and the dead body, and eventually reports himself to the police. They go back, and holy shit, it's all gone. The place looks as good as new, the money's gone the guns are gone there's no blood there's no body what the hell happened the police don't believe him they they split they don't care no body no crime that's what they say uh and so he's just like okay well that's that i guess and then the movie keeps going somehow i'm not really sure how that seems like the end right but there's still a movie to be unspooled from the real. I don't really understand how, but I feel like that's important to tell you because that feels like the biggest moment. Like the whole movie kind of hinges on that. Yeah. That series of scenes that. Yeah. Well, I think that's where he. That's supposed to be like the beginning of the bloodlust. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. 
Um, no, I think that's the that's just him. Like I don't know. He's like, oh, maybe I shouldn't just do whatever I want with the all these shoes. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Like maybe I shouldn't just impersonate whoever I want and wander around and get my stuff. I, maybe. I can't remember. I actually don't remember what happens after that. I know that uh, there's some. He maybe he's he's gonna run away, right? And then Steve Buscemi. Yeah, yeah that's him right. Yeah. And says, Hey, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm getting out of town. But somehow, somehow, man, okay, yeah. <laughs> then he tries to return the $50,000 to the oh, developer. Yes, the dumbest part of the movie. Else. And she goes, Oh, okay. And then what? Like, hits him over the head, or she has her. Goons, hits him over like, the head they don't they tie him up or anything they just like punch him in the head and then lay him in the back seat of the car did you just did you just crack open a cold one <laughs> yeah i just pulled it out from the down the i was keeping it in my shoe hell yeah <laughs> is it your shoe or is it somebody else's shoe oh my god i don't even know anymore i've been putting on different shoes just to see what would happen and just be like well, I know, I know the the movie's magic. I know I'm not gonna turn into somebody. Obviously, maybe I'll, like, maybe I'll feel like somebody different if I yeah. put on their shoes and you know walk. I'm not gonna walk a mile. That's cliche, just folks. Walk but, uh, down just, to my uh, apartment you know, and into the walk. closet where I'll kick off the shoes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just nice. Yeah, it is nice. It's nice to have so many shoes. Yes. You never know. If your feet grow are the or shrink, people who I'm stealing got... them from upset about it? Yes. Will I give the shoes back? Yeah, eventually. <laughs> got it all laid Just, out in my will. It's, it's freaking guy Christmas in break, apartment four C. Yeah. The two right. Nikes in the back of the closet. Um. Yeah. So that's the thing. I, I was kind of. I watched this movie just a couple hours ago, and yeah, it's already fading into fading my memory, memory because it is just a very unique film it um, is but yeah there's this this whole thing where he decides that he's going to take the money back and give the money back and then he gets knocked out and they're going to kill him for that uh for for you know being involved in this somehow uh and does he give the money back i think he tries to, he tries to he i think he does i think he gives the money back Okay. Okay, so he he actually does give the money back, um, and then, you know, almost gets killed. But thankfully, what what does he do? What he's oh he puts on a, he brought the shoes of an old dead man, and so That's he turns right. into a dead man, and he scares the shit out of them, and they wreck their car, and then he gets out, and then he scares some kids, and then he right. like seems to insist on trying to convince one of the kids that he's not really a dead guy and i yeah, could well, not understand what the fuck was happening there but yeah. i feel like after that everything kind of smoothed out and yeah. i accepted most of everything else that happened because but, the craziest part yeah. was when he was fleeing the scene of a crime dressed or looking like a dead man yeah and trying to convince a teenager with a skateboard that he was not a dead man why was he trying to convince him it only lasted like five seconds, but that is five seconds longer than you need to try to convince a random stranger that you are not a dead person 
as you're running away. The whole point is that you are a dead person. I don't know. He just gets caught up. He got caught up. He was like, well, he wants to be a good person. That's what it is. That's it. That is, I wrote this down. He is deeply moral. But not, (laughs) just not enough to actually act in any kind of moral way. Oh, no way. I'm going to dine and dash. Maybe he was just trying to stick it to the rich people. Because he does kind of fuck with rich people. You know, he dines and dashes at a fancy restaurant. He steals the shoes of a rich guy. Uh, Okay. He steals the watches and the money of Leon Ludlow, who is just bad, I guess. I don't know. He's rich. I don't know. I don't know. How are the shoes supposed to work? Because my (laughs) sense was that they were supposed to put you in someone else's shoes and then you would like feel sympathy for them. Because that was the whole idea with the the prologue, right? right? Like, make this guy's shoes special so that he feels sympathy for us, and he doesn't oh. sell our our buildings. Oh, jeez. Okay. That's yeah, the, that makes is, sense. Am I right about that? That's. I, you probably are because I thought that the whole point was they were like, we know a guy who has the ability to become someone else. Let's have him make special shoes so that he can become the person that's trying to like fuck with us and then we'll fuck with him <laughs> like oh i thought they were no, gonna like yours sa- makes i thought more it was sense. sabotage wait yours makes more sense because but i I'm like yours looking, <laughs> i'm looking for a deeper level to yeah. this movie and it you're saying be... there isn't one the, the... no i'm not saying that but i'm saying that uh that was i didn't pick up on that the first time i saw it I, I think no, I think you're right. I actually think you're right. right. I did not fact, think about the... that. The the point of them bringing the guy the shoes in 1903 is they realize yeah. you can impersonate this guy, and yeah. you can first you can kill him, first murder kill him. him, yeah, yeah, and then impersonate him, and then you him can years. impersonate him for the rest of his life. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have anything going for you. Yeah, so Adam Sandler is actually yeah. you know like the the sixth generation grandson of a man who was impersonating another man and that other man's wife. Yes. Okay. That now see now it all makes <laughs> sense. Okay. Should we get I to wrote um... down, I, I was yeah, I was very confused about that through the whole movie because I thought they're supposed to have some kind of effect on you, but they're not doing it. Like <laughs> He just puts them on and is like, oh, Dinah Dash. He doesn't feel what they feel. Yeah. Oh, man. Now the movie is even better. <laughs> I don't I don't think he does. Yeah, I don't think he's supposed to feel anything. He just looks like them. Yeah. Which is why he... Yeah. Should we get to the... Um, well, okay. Let's get to the big... Should we get to the twist? Yes, I, I'm so yeah. Do you want to like? Or can you plot point us out. toward the toward the end? Yeah, I think sure. We're, yeah, we're getting there. Okay, plot point toward the end is that for some reason, maybe because the woman who's the community organizer type, he, I, I don't know. 
it all clicks for him. It all, or as yeah, we it say, all it all cobbles. Him, basically. Because he realizes, oh, they're going to try to burn this house down. I care about this guy. I don't okay. want him to die. That's it. And so he Yeah, that's right. Woman. So he, when he tries to give the money back, okay, he figures it out. Or he figures it out that they're going to... I think the thugs, maybe, that he escapes from are saying... We're still going to burn this place down or whatever. What Leon yeah. didn't do. Right. So, anyway, he, he concocts a scheme that where he's going to impersonate the old man, Solomon, who lives in the building. They work it out that they get the whole thing on tape record, tape recorded that um, they they have a plan to burn down the building and maybe yeah kill they the get guy. the developer lady yeah. and she like admits everything and how she's gonna murder Solomon and murder his daughter and it's like oh, oh right, you're, yeah, on, yeah. you're on <laughs> candid camera uh, right. thank you for saying that yeah and so they um so she goes away she goes to prison probably or gets arrested. And, I think uh, she just has to do community service. She pays off the judge. That's that was and, it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then I don't really remember how it gets to this, but this is the big twist for the whole movie. This is a big spoiler. Well, wait, he uh, comes out. He, uh, I'll say this part. So okay, he the last thing he wants to do a good act. He takes the watches, impersonates Method Man, shows up at Method Man's ex girlfriend's house, and says, "Hey." She's like, what do you want? And he's like, here, take my watches. I'm sorry. Yes. I was a jerk. You deserve way better than yes. me. Have a good life. And she's like, thanks. Also, yes. Also, I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. Also, I may smell bad because I have been decomposing for a few days. Um, right. <laughs> and I do just like look like whatever the guy looks like. Like if I had a skeleton shoes, you don't even want to know what I'm going to look like. Right. Anyway. Yeah, I guess that's true. That is how it works. Yeah. Because then um, he. he and, uh, yeah. Yeah. He leaves. He gets jumped by some guys who were looking for Method Man. Oh, who is it? It's that rat prick Patrick, who he's who he's That's whose life he right. spared okay. early on, and they're gonna kill okay. him. But thankfully, everybody gets in car crashes in this movie, <laughs> so he gets in a car crash. But when oh he man! Wakes okay. Up, where is he? I don't know, but oh that. I knew there was a car crash in the movie, and I was like, is it the part where he impersonates the dead guy? I was like, no, because there was a part that's really shocking. But I guess depending on how emotionally invested in the movie you were, which I very much was, of course. But yeah. anyway, they um, they get into a big car crash. Yeah. So he's like, how is he going to get out of this mess? He doesn't have his shoes right now. Mm-hmm. They're just mm-hmm. going to kill him. Mm-hmm. But then they get hit by a car, right? Yep. Yeah, and then he wakes up, he opens his eyes, and who does he see? Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. Yeah. Except, okay, here's a twist. Here's a big twist. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, it is in fact, uh, uh, Dustin Hoffman, who is his father. Yeah, and it's been his he father. Ta- the Steve whole Buscemi time. takes his shoes off, becomes Dustin Hoffman. He's like Dustin Hoffman. And then uh, he takes his shoes off again, and he's like, actually, it's me, your father, just some guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, really? And he's like, takes his shoes off again. He's like, nope, it's me, Steve Buscemi, famous actor. And he's like, holy shit, I love Steve Buscemi. He's like, I'm in this movie with you, Adam. What? Yeah, I'm Jimmy. It's great. I love Steve. Man, 
can't beat Steve. <laughs> I don't know. He might be like tied up there for the most cameos. We should look up how many who has the most Adam Sandler cameos. Well, I think I think we all know that it's uh, Adam Sandler. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You're, that's you're true. cocked and ready to go there. What? You're just like, oh, I'm going to let it out. Um, oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, man, I don't okay. know. So oh, that's it's probably the twist. His... Okay, so, so the twist of the movie is that his dad has been right there the whole time. His dad disappeared. And also, uh, they're part of the secret underground the, of oh, yeah. magical uh, like craftsmen. This, this part where, made like, the movie really good. There's a, ta- like, I don't know, he alludes to it. He has a secret tunnel. They go through in a car, in a secret tunnel. Is there a chauffeur? Maybe I, I don't mm-hmm. remember. But there's a chauffeur. Yeah, he's, he's, he's telling him. Fancy, he's like, "Oh he's yeah, got a big fancy watch you're gonna on go too. Into, you're going to go into this new life, where actually being a cobbler puts you as part of the secret world, where you're going to be doing these. Uh, you're going to be going up in battle against like the people that run laundromats and or or working in collaboration or. As opposed to just all the different uh, types of small businesses, essentially, that yeah. might be in this neighborhood. Yeah. And that is the movie. That is the cobbler. The 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 last yeah that last moment is a complete repudiation of the mundane, because the movie yeah. starts out as like yes that's true. I'm a mundane cobbler. I interact with a lot of interesting people throughout my day. My life kind of sucks. I don't know where my dad is. My mom has dementia. And for the first like 15 or 20 minutes, I was like, I'll keep watching this. Yeah. I don't I don't need anything else to happen. This is this is interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I care. I care about these people. And then by the end you realize, no, you're not just a cobbler. You're actually part of a secret organization and we take the shoes of famous people. And I guess we impersonate them sometimes to do good things or something. I don't really understand, but thank God you're you not just be, a lowly cobbler I anymore. Guess there, I guess what you could do with that is you could be kind of, you could be a spy, a saboteur. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You could do things like that. Yeah. Oh, wouldn't it be funny if he impersonated another cobbler and then just screwed up people's shoes? Run them out of business. Uh, that's genius. You gotta make a living. I guess they're yeah. rich, though. They're, they Probably. seem to be very rich. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he has an underground tunnel. <laughs> there could have been more, like, hints. You know, not even hints, but just more weird, inexplicable things. Because the only thing is, like... Yes. Dustin Hoffman never yeah. visits his wife, even after she starts becoming a little demented, right? Like... Well... Then he was like, that's why Steve Buscemi kept having sex with my mom. <laughs> Even that, like, oh, Jimmy and my mom date. You know, they go out yeah. on dates sometimes. That you would, know? Yeah, that's true. That could have been good. I thought you were going to say there could have been hints that, like, there could have been other. I mean, he could have, like, gotten much. a weird, like, whoa, somebody gave my mom, like, donate, made a donation yeah. to something for, like, yeah, you know, several thousand dollars or something. Or she always gets flowers in the mail. <laughs> we don't know Anything. who they're from. Anything. Yeah. It's almost like the movie itself didn't know that that was going to be the case until the very end. But yeah, I mean, it sure was a surprise. Maybe that was it. They were like, we don't want anyone to guess. Although I, oh, I felt like Dustin Hoffman. Because I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I knew. I knew something, but I didn't know Dustin Hoffman was Jimmy. Oh, okay. But I, I felt like 
There was something about Jimmy. Oh, I thought that Jimmy was the one helping him. I was like, Jimmy's obviously the guy who's helping him because when he tries to leave with the money, Mm -hmm. he pulls him back. But I didn't know why Jimmy was helping him. And I was like, Uh why doesn't Jimmy just tell him, hey, dude, I know what you did. But I didn't didn't make the connection that Jimmy was his father. I I absolutely knew it at that moment when he was like... Hey, your dad might have had a really good reason for leaving or something. I was just like, yeah. oh, he's his dad because I can impersonate somebody. And in my notes, I wrote, okay, Steve Buscemi is obviously his father, but what if his father's actually Leon and he killed his dad? That's what I wrote in my notes. Oh, man. So you were so close. And then, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just got on the, off on the wrong track there. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. What a movie. What a weird, you know, um, I was going to watch so, it yeah. with with my girlfriend and she read the synopsis on Wikipedia and was like, I'm not watching that with you. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's fair. She was like, I do not want to see that movie. I was like, okay. Um, and so I went in kind of just thinking this is going to be a bummer. I, I don't think it's a good movie, but like, yeah. it was so weird. It's a weird and, movie. And unique. Like, I have not seen a yeah a movie quite like that so poorly it's, paced and yeah. random it's it's a really bad movie by i i think a for the most part a pretty good like, pretty good people all around i guess but i'm thinking of uh todd mccarthy specifically and it's just but so it has a veneer of being kind of an interesting or good or quirky at least movie and for me, what drew me in were a couple things that it's just like, oh, is this actually, a, is this a hidden gem? Is this a good movie? Yeah. And then after watching it in my 15 minute increments, like, <laughs> um, I was just like, no, I don't think so. I am convinced <laughs> There's a couple things the same that, thing. Yeah. that uh, threw me off. But uh, what drew me in was things like, uh, for one thing, the soundtrack is really distinct. It's, and I wrote this down, but it's a type of music that I think is very, it's a klezmer, klezmer which is associated with uh, like Eastern European uh, Judaism. Oh, cool. Uh, and so like all the music is like the spoke music that has like, um, but I think has a lot of accordion and clarinet and tuba, I think. But just the soundtrack's really good. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> I, uh, yeah. And like I wrote down also who, uh, who did it. Uh, someone named John Debney, who also wrote the music for The Passion of the Christ, which Holy I also crap. remember kind of having a good soundtrack, <laughs> different genre. That one, of course, is all new metal. But yeah. um, John Debney... <laughs> Equally bonkers. Uh, yeah, co-wrote the He's soundtrack. He's back from the dead? <laughs> yeah, co-wrote the soundtrack with, someone, with Nick Rada. I'm probably saying the last name wrong, but he's of the band The... Uh, indie, the kind of like indie, but with some kind of folky and traditional Mumford elements sense. band, uh, the Vachka. Oh, okay. Um, it sounds, it sounds so, Eastern European to me. Right. I think they have some of those elements uh, in their music. So I thought the soundtrack was really good. And I liked that it had this strong sense of place or setting in it. Yeah, this like Lower East Side, uh, kind of probably um, like like this neighborhood that has strong like ethnic ties to the original immigrants that came over from 
Eastern Europe and were probably the ones who were kind of living in this neighborhood and setting up all the businesses and stuff. So I, I liked that aspect, uh, gentrification as being like a plot point. I don't know. <laughs> like being yeah. against gentrification was good. That's, yeah. And at the beginning, when he first can put discovers his powers and he's just like wandering around, before he starts committing random crimes, he's just impersonating some guy and he just goes and he does maybe like, oh, what's it called? Like not Tai Chi, but one of those, some kind of like. I think it was Tai Chi. Yeah, it looked like maybe Tai Chi, tai Chi in the park. One of yeah. those. Uh, exercises those like exercises out of um like martial arts and he does that in the park and there's like almost a sense of joy like oh i can es- escape this person that i don't want to be and become anybody mm-hmm. and i was just like this is kind of good yeah and then i don't know the movie. and then i just it just lost me <laughs> yeah hang on one second i just second. didn't like it hang on one second after that just just walked off gonna come back to somebody else just like in the movie the cobbler wonder where old chris went looks like he bailed once again just like adam sandler's uh, dad in the cobbler fun fact uh looks like um it looks like uh, adam sandler's wife has the most cameos possibly the most cameos jackie sandler um trying to trying to find more about that but um i tried most cameos in an adam sandler film hey oh hey okay oh. i'm back what's up not much um I was just going to say, you know, we you just left off before I interrupted you on the fact that like the the movie for the first 20 or 30 minutes is kind of like, oh, this is kind yeah. of fascinating and like settling into itself and allowing its conceit mm-hmm. to 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 bloom naturally, you know, mm-hmm. uh to grow uh as as a living thing does and then it's like come here do this do that (laughs) do this yeah uh and it tears it apart um but all in all uh do you think you'd recommend this movie oh are we at the end already (laughs) i think we are (laughs) oh okay unless there's yeah um, if you had any i don't i I had a lot more you had a lot more more to say man yeah i have a lot more to say yeah, I, I could talk about this good. movie for a long time, man. Good. Let's do it. Let's do it. It's worth it. This is. It's... I think this is gonna be our jumbo episode. <laughs> the cobbler. Yay. Um, no. <laughs> uh, what I want to say is, I think the first thing that really, uh, where I was like, I'm not into this movie anymore, is just that he is trying to pretend to be other people to hook up with girls, which I know is a very like. I guess a classic comic conceit and I'm just but you know it it aged really poorly and I know that maybe this movie came out in like 2015 but I just I'm tired I don't want to see it yeah (laughs) it's not funny (laughs) yeah Um, I'm tired of that and so that was the first thing where I was like oh 
Yeah, anybody listening to this who finds, like, the ring of, you know, gyrus or turns invisible Uh or gets some shoes, um, you know, when you sleep with someone and they they don't know who you are, that's rape. Let's just go ahead and put it out there. So don't do that. Yeah. So I didn't like that at all. He, and, did, he doesn't sleep with anybody to be and fair, he doesn't. But, but yeah, he definitely and it almost yeah, and it's it's because the tone and tonally that's all very quirky or whatever. And it's just like yeah, but in reality, you know that's why we, whenever we find a magical device, we have to lock it up because people right yeah anyway. <laughs> uh, but what really turned me off of this movie, I think, was. I, I really just did not care for what they ended up doing with the Method Man character, who was the only, like, African-American actor, uh, really. His, his I mean, henchmen were also in it. He has henchmen, and, were, and he also were, some of the other were. random characters that he, that Adam Sandler impersonates to commit crimes are also uh-huh. African-American. Uh-huh. Um, and by crimes, I just mean, like, dining and dashing and very small things like that, but all the same. But mm-hmm. uh, the the Method Man character, which and I mean I thought Method Man did a fine job playing the character, but yeah. it's just it, and he, so he's basically a bully. He goes to like a shopkeeper and like in a, some other store and is like pushing him around mm-hmm. and like harassing beats up him. His and he like obviously yeah. he beats up his girlfriend and it's just like it's just so tied to me to like these like negative depictions that we see over and over again of like african-american like you know thugs or whatever like masculine like i don't know just any number of things but just threats and it's not that there and obviously it's not that there aren't like bullies of like every single like type or or uh, persuasion or right uh, like ethnicity or skin color or whatever, there's bullies in every every culture. What creed has bullies in it? But it's still it's, it's so it's so tied. It's something we've seen over and over and over and fucking again. And we also live in the world where like the police just like shoot black people <laughs> and like yeah yeah. And there was something like and like this is obviously taking it or maybe not obviously, but this. Is, perhaps taking it too seriously but like i couldn't help but think that the image of him pushing the shopkeeper it reminded me of like the image of michael brown pushing the like convenience store clerk or whatever for which he was then executed by a police officer like something that is obviously a shitty thing to do to somebody but also um like not should not be a death sentence obviously (laughs) like which uh, by the way, this movie does uh, give to Leon, though not through the police officer. It's through uh, the Adam Sandler character. Anyway, yeah. I just that that turned me off so much, and just seeing that and being like, what did they do with this? Like, it, someone who's not a professional actor but does act in movies and is an interesting performer. I mean, mm-hmm. the Method Man himself is of course a character. It's like his a persona that he plays. I feel like he could do all sorts of interesting things, but. They're just like, what do we want? We have this, uh, like this famous rapper in our movie. What if he was a, a, a criminal? <laughs> like, what if yeah. he was? A, what a if he was a bad guy? What if he was the bad guy, a threatening, uh, yeah, black guy? And with I, no so hope that of just, redemption. Yeah, 
With no hope of redemption. No one will miss when he's gone. No one will wonder where he went. Yeah. He'll just die and be wiped off the face of the planet. No complexity to all that character. And it's just... that, That just really put me off of the movie, I think. Um where I might have been willing to forgive some of the, like, kind of silliness of the rest of mm-hmm. it. Uh, but that, yeah, I, I didn't enjoy that aspect of it. Yeah. I I will say, you know, Method Man has a chance to play... Uh, it's funny. So Method Man actually has the opportunity to play Adam Sandler's he has a chance to play mm-hmm. Adam Sandler playing Method Man's yes, character. Yes, yeah. Uh, because when Adam Sandler and, impersonates him, he looks just like yeah. Method Man. And so Method Man plays... Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Like, the way he walks is totally different when he is yeah. Adam Sandler. Uh, everybody, he, yeah. Yeah. Everybody that plays... I thought everybody that played Adam Sandler playing a different person, I thought did a really good job. But yeah, I did note that... Method Man completely changes his like posture and his uh, way of speaking and stuff when he plays this other character, and I I thought that was great actually. I thought yeah, he did a great job at that. Really cool, great method yeah. acting. Uh, He's a real oh method man. Oh, oh my god. Um, so I, I will, I'll say that. Name. So that was the thing that I really didn't like about the movie. Oh, also the theme is gentrification and like who. Does gentrification affect the most? Well, it's it's people of color, <laughs> like yeah, so like yeah, yeah, and not making any notice of that. Um, but anyway, uh, but I also I I was kind of curious. I'm just kind of interested in this that it was um, like it seems like it was a project. It was so odd that it does seem like it might have been. A project that I don't know. I'm, I'm. Why did this guy make this movie? I don't know. I'm interested. I was trying to look it up. I was like, why did uh, the director Todd McCarthy? Why did he make this movie? He he did the movie Spotlight. He actually co-wrote the movie Up. I uh, sent some other indie films I haven't seen. Um, what about this story did he want to tell? And so I couldn't find exactly what it was. It sounds like. I found some interviews with them, and one of them, it sounds like he was just having him and I think his screenwriter were just having some fun coming up with like wild things to happen in the plot, just mm. following these twists and turns. Uh, so the way the movie feels like, oh, it's going to do something and let something develop. Oh, no, it's going to throw a weird plot thing, and then like all of a sudden it's a different movie. I think that is like. That's kind of how they're writing it, <laughs> but it got uh, completely panned by uh, yeah. critics. Like people hated yeah. it, and I, he did comment on that. And uh, like we said, is it's a very intense experience. <laughs> so <laughs> I absolutely like, uh, yeah. So I, I don't know. With any of these things, I'm I'm kind of I'm so interested in like the creative process. I feel like uh, a kinship, uh, you know, being an artist myself, making the fourth Adam Sandler podcast, pouring my heart and soul into this podcast uh, month and a half after month and a half. 
and um, but I, I do feel that kinship and so like even somebody that makes something that ends up being kind of bad I'm kind of like well they like made something that's kind of what happens. You, you, sometimes you make yeah. something good. Sometimes you make something bad. I don't know. Yeah, this is one it's, of those times it's where it's like a you, yeah, you gave it a shot. You put you, spent, yeah. you put you put ten million dollars toward it. You did your best. Yeah. Hey, you know. Right, but I'm also fascinated by like the experience of being like I don't know critically roasted or publicly roasted. I guess, and yeah. so like, and he put this movie out and then immediately put a spotlight out too. So, like, a movie that was completely roasted and panned, <coughs> followed by a movie that won the Academy Award for Best Picture <laughs> yeah. of that year. So, like, must have been a wild roller coaster. But, yeah, I do I do empathize with that experience or sympathize with that experience, I guess. So, <laughs> just, like, I'm sure in his head it was just like, well, this is, this is a quirky, cool movie. <laughs> like, yeah. And I make something okay, like so this, that. This yeah. kind of supports my. I have like this ongoing theory that like people who make art at any level are not yeah. like expert perfectionist, amazing artists. Mm-hmm. What it is is that every now and then they get lucky and produce yeah. something that makes it seem like they are an expert perfectionist artist who can do no wrong. But in reality, mm-hmm. they are all craftsmen. Like we are yeah. all just craftsmen yeah. trying to make something, trying over and over and again. And if we try enough times, sometimes mm-hmm. people like something that we do. Yeah. But that's it, you know. And then sometimes, you know, you get really lucky and you meet the right person and they put ten million dollars behind your idea and you know it gets out in the world and <laughs> they either fucking hate it or they like it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think that's that's what it really is. Is he's just like. He's doing the same thing that every person who's ever made anything does. Is like yeah. every time you have a new idea, you have to sit down and you have to try mm-hmm. to get it from the shitty version of it to a better version of it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you don't realize that it's always going to be shitty. Yeah. But, or you, or maybe he didn't get to the better version of this for whatever yeah. reason. I don't know. You know, there's there's a good. Here's a question yeah. for you. Is it easier to polish a turd? Or to shit gold. Man. Well, would shitting gold kill you? I don't know, but what I'm asking is, why don't we just turn poop into our money? Everyone has it. (laughs) It's true. Man, (laughs) I don't know. Some people would have more than others. That's true. We wouldn't want that to happen. Yeah, <laughs> the end of this Move, podcast. All right, the end of the podcast. Do we Do have you recommend? Else? I don't know. Nah, I don't either. I I think I'd recommend if you're if you've listened to this, you've obviously got a lot of time on your hands, so just go ahead and watch it. Um, I think you know it's wow. It's there's a lot to digest in it, and at least there's that. You know, with some of the other movies, I'm thinking of like that's my boy. Like for yeah. me, that's my boy. I don't even know if I recommended that or not. But looking back, it's like there's not a whole lot to take in. But this one, right? There's just so much happening. There are so many things going on, so many issues <laughs> uh, that it's you know yeah, it's, it'll make you think about how much you wish you'd watched British Bake Off or whatever. I don't know. 
Yeah, um, I would not recommend this movie. No? Uh, I did not think it was very good. And in some ways, it was probably... That's the thing. It was In some ways, it was probably better than movies that I have recommended on this podcast. Like, better than some of the Happy Madison movies or, like, some of the... I don't know. It's just that you've changed so something. much. It's just that I've changed so much. You've grown and so also, much. No, it's that it almost, it. I don't think it appeals to that, like really dumb movie that you want to watch, type no, of category. It it's actually better than that, or maybe not better, but it's different than that. It has maybe a little bit higher aspirations. It's got a little bit yeah. of style to it. It's got a little bit of like, panache. I don't know. It's got some interesting ideas that it's kind of trying to incorporate, but. Because of that, because it's almost on this other tier, it's not very good at that. So yeah. I can't really recommend it because if you're in the mood to watch something like that, just watch a good movie. <laughs> no, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can I take mine back? <laughs> you cannot. Oh, shit. All right. I still recommend it, I guess. But I don't have time to formulate a coherent yeah. argument. Justin about recommends it. This was one of the few he recommends. Number one it's going movies. on his permanent recommendation list. The That's Cobbler. Right. Really at the top. Yeah. The Cobbler and Eight Crazy Nights. Those are my only yes. two that I would ever recommend. <laughs> yeah. Watch those Absolutely. back-to-back daily. Yes. Uh, I think next up, um, is next up Pixels? I hope so. Could it be? I think you know, it's Todd Pixels. Todd McCarthy... Uh, Todd Tom McCarthy. McCarthy. Uh, oh no! Did I say Todd this whole time? I was trying you to only... tell him a bone too, but no, I think I don't it's even fine. know his name. He gets Todd a lot because he looks name. like a he looks like Todd Covert, Alan Covert's cousin. <laughs> oh, so shit. Okay. I think he's fine with it. Next is uh, Tom McCarthy does play a character in Pixels. I think he does one of the voices. So a nice working relationship. Ooh. Cool. Or a little, uh, I don't know, a little. Uh, Adam Sandler likes to throw these things to his people he worked with. He's he doing really the beeps. He's actually, he's he's doing the uh, folio fully, <laughs> work where he's just he's making little yeah, the remote control. Yeah, took for the, over Steve in the arcade, job. he's when they're in the arcade and he's like just tapping the buttons like <laughs> he's just doing that. Oh man. So you know, I think this might be the last, um, the last episode of 2020, unless we this bust will, one out in a few days. I don't. Think it absolutely is will not be 2020 when this episode comes out. <laughs> uh, that's true, but this is the last. But say it anyway. Say it anyway. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you know, I just want to say, you know, we started 2020 off with a movie. Uh huh. I think it was I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Oh, good. Yeah. Do you have more? Do you have more you're going to say out of that? <laughs> what are you doing? We have it's done... Not head. We have done, I believe, 13 movies this year. Damn. Wow. It's almost like no we're way. a podcast. No <laughs> No fucking way. That would be more than one a month on average. I know. There's only know. 12 months in a year. We do this like every two I, months, I swear. No, but there for a minute we were doing it every two weeks. Oh, we were doing, shit. That was when we, we had a like li- four or five every two make. weeks. Yeah. Yeah, we we We've had that we had off. Sierra 
and Sierra's who, gone now. We haven't heard from who Sierra. Possibly could listen to a podcast where they're like, "Yeah, it'll come out sometime." <laughs> yeah, she caught up and was like, "I'm not gonna wait for them to do the cowboy yeah. or whatever movie it was." But um, you know, how great is it gonna be though when Sierra's like, "Oh, back in the day, you know, I." listen to this podcast it may still be on spotify or whatever it is on and she finds it and she's like yeah i'm gonna go ahead and listen to it or like i don't know if she if 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 she has kids or something they listen to it or you know somebody friend listens to it and they're like sierra these guys just keep talking about you (laughs) like yeah i I stopped somewhere halfway in but it was a great podcast they never stopped they never gave it up it was like you were the only you were the only person listening to this podcast. <laughs> Listeners, you too could be the person that we obsessively talk about every episode. Just send us an email at 4aspodcast at gmail.com. That's the number four and the letters AS and then the word podcast at gmail.com. Um, you can find po- this podcast wherever you find other podcasts and wherever you found the previous episode of this, unless you are uh, an alien from from light years away and this was just one of the only audio recordings retrieved from, um, what was it called? Viking 3 or something, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Carl Sagan ship number five, uh, in which case maybe this is the only one, but wherever you are, whenever you are, whoever you are, we just like to say good night and good luck. Merry Christmas. Ibbity dibbity. I can't believe it. I had no idea who I was. I could be anybody I want. <laughs> <laughs>